When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. a couple of days removed from the return of the Sandown 500 here on the driver's seat. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always, and that should be a, uh, a tagline for you, Matthew McKeldin, joined as always by Matty McKeldin. Um, Steve Johnson, once again, is, uh, he's, well, what is Steve doing tonight? I think he's in the air, yeah. Nimsy. Yeah. He's, now, I, I, he's and I don't want to go... I, I don't want to go early, but did I just hear you say we're a few days away from the return of the Sandown 500? No, we're days away from the return of the Sandown 500. Oh, I'm with you. Sorry. Past tense. Okay. I, yeah, we are so past tense. You know, I tell on you that what, one. I'm actually so glad that we've actually got a professional joining us to fill in <laughs> in the co-host chair because joining us once again is, of course, the one and only Malcolm Owens joining us. Mal, welcome back. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad to be here. And I tell you what, it was... Uh, it was Oh, oh, calm down, studio audience. That's the studio audience. I know, right? But um, when we mentioned, as always, Mel brings the ratings, and mm. uh, we, we're going to have to do a bit of tinkering with the Classic Cars Corner because it's uh, it's evolved a little bit, hasn't it, Mel? Yeah, it hasn't been so much Classic Car as uh, Classic Insult Corner, mostly um, at Matt. Although, although well, I, and I'll take that. That's, that I, I, did want I to like say to come in, boys. I like to come in. And I and do my shift on the driver's seat, working in a space that I'm comfortable with. And so when I come in here and you rip the P one double five out of me, it's just like every other hour of my day, whether it be at home or in my normal work. So it makes me feel comfortable, Mal. No, that's good. And I know Steve's actually not on a plane; he's actually getting a Brazilian. But there's a fair amount of real estate to get through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. is that for a mental image? I was about just about now? to say that is a, a mental image I did not want. But no, we are here. We're going to be. Uh, we do it thanks to Kubota for over forty. Years we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. At Driver's Seat Show is where you can send us a message. What's happened here? <laughs> oh, my buttons. On the Facebook. There he is. <laughs> a good, a good uh, craftsman doesn't blame his tools, but we've been doing this for long enough to know that there is more than one tool in this building. But uh, <laughs> No, but we're going to talk about the Sandown 500 because... Well, the opinions have been coming in thick and fast. We'd love to hear yours. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Keep your text messages coming in. And uh, we'll chat about the Sandown 500. But first, let's let's get some initial thoughts. I mean, did you see any of the racing? I'll start off with you, uh, Mel, because it was I was there all three days, and the vibe could not have been any better. Like, for to set up a perfect event, I reckon they did. We'll get to the racing part of it. The event part was fantastic <laughs> because we had great weather. I mean, how often do we get 
a weekend like that in Melbourne. I know it was almost summerish, wasn't it? And the the um, I wasn't able to make it. I was up in up in Sydney for the weekend, but just watching it and like Sandown's one of my favourite tracks. It's one I get to drive quite um, frequently myself in uh, track cars, and it just looked magnificent. I think the racing was the best that it's been for quite some time. And as you say, there was just a real vibe getting around and some people at work had gone. They came in bouncing uh, Monday morning going, hey, this was just a fantastic event. So, yeah, I think uh, A-plus for the for the guys from the way putting on. And I think also because it's potentially not going to be there after yeah. another couple of years that people are sort of saying, hey, look how good this is. Let's have a reprieve on this because this is just a great event. And it's in the heart of Melbourne. I mean, you don't have to go travel too far. It's easy to stay. There's lots of accommodation and you're there in sort of 15, 20 minutes from anywhere. So, yeah, it's a shame to see it go. It, I, I really did get that vibe too, just chatting to people, because there were a couple of people that did come and say day. So a big thank you to everyone that did uh, come and see me and say day and um, shake the hand and say how much they love the show. Signing autographs and... It was. It was actually. You know, it, it, it was actually a little bit embarrassing because <laughs> I was off to the bar and uh, a gentleman and his young bloke came up to me uh, and was just like, Nimsy, we love the... We absolutely love the uh, the podcast, you know, how's things, da, da 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 And just in the background, my mate Simon and Mick just like, oh, Nipsey's signing autographs. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> and I'm just, like, I'm, just, I'm just like, my mates are um, just a couple of great northern steep, so. <laughs> drunk, drunk idiots. <laughs> but uh, no, I do want to give a shout out to everyone that did uh, come up and say good day, uh, especially Carl from Bayswater, who... Uh, who took the effort to also mention that he knows another mate of mine, Chris Holland, who works at a rival radio station. So how the world go. is so small. I say when, five degrees of separation. Yeah, it was really, really weird. But And also I want to apologise to a bloke that waved at me at the grandstand um, wearing an awesome Larkham Motorsport Mitre 10 shirt. Gave, oh, me a wave, cool. gave me a wave and I've just looked at him like... Because my first thought was like, surely he can't be waving to me. There's no one behind him. <laughs> so I, apolo- I really apologise to that uh, to that gent. But um, yeah, Mal, it was it was tremendous. And did you catch any of it on uh, on the telly, Maddie Mac? Uh, I tried. Um, I, I, I we've spoken, gentlemen, very openly about what we think the challenges of supercars lay at the moment. So, uh, and we've also spoken openly on this show that we're trying not to be negative. So when you ask me about the weekend, and unfortunately, Malcolm, I reckon for the first time in the 10 years of our uh, mutual relationship, I have to wholeheartedly disagree with you. So let me start on the positive. Um, uh, That's a lie. He disagrees with me all the time. uh, Hang on. Let me start on the positive. Let me start. The weather was nice. Hey, the the crowd looked good. Uh, Yeah. uh, Oh, it was sunny. That was good. Uh, Dim Sims looked fresh. That was pretty good. Aaron Noonan can uh, attest to that yeah. one too, I should point out. Uh, <laughs> now. No, nah, I'm done. That's it. That's all you get for positivity. The rest of it was... Um... Well, you said you are going to be positive, Matt, so we haven't talked about parody. We haven't come off the bench with that. No, no. no. We've not played off the bench with that one. So, But that's about all I've got for you guys. Uh, positive. Oh, Murphy was good. Murphy in the coverage was really good. I really enjoyed having Murph back on the mic. Um, but apart from that, got nothing else for you. Wind so, Cup can still drive. Mm. That's positive. Yeah. Hey, Wind Cup got his sixth, I think. So that was that was all good stuff. But, you know, in all seriousness, Nimsy, if we've come away from this Sandown 500 thinking that the sport is in glittering an amazing position, we're absolutely kidding ourselves because everywhere from supercars to Porsche to 86 
to Utes. The the weekend was um, pretty mundane sort of racing, nose to tail. Got a bit of action in the Super 2s at the end there, which is unfortunately why the start was delayed for the actual 500 race. But um, there were three or four laps of excitement into the into the 500, um, and then realistically there was nothing much to watch. And, and again, I come at it not necessarily – I come at it as a fan, like – Again, you look at our messages here and you're going to read them out again in, in a second, Nimsy. And I, I jumped onto John Bow's socials during the week and he was asking for opinion. There was nothing real positive there. So, look, the crowd was up. I, I think if you can't get a crowd to a, a race like the Sandown 500, the first one we've had in four years, on a weekend where it's unseasonably warm weather, 25 degrees all three days, you can't pull a crowd there, then you don't deserve to be a, a national sport. So I'm glad the crowd showed up. Uh, I did note at the end of the at the end of the Sandown 500 that grandstand that looked so full at the start, Jordan real full at the end. Let me give you the strong tip. Um, so look, you know, there, I tell you what it's done for me, boys. It's given me continually, as it always does. It's given me more questions and answers as to where we sit as a sport. Well, even when Scotty Mack gives him a whack, you know, and he's he's really on the outside and used to play the political game. So that's quite a different approach now, isn't it? Yeah, uh, look, he wasn't the only well, yeah. one. No, when you've got stars like Scotty Mack coming out and having a whack, as you rightly say, um, when you've got John Bow, who is such a political animal, and, and I get that, that's not a criticism, that's just an observation of what he is. When he's having a crack now, when people are shellacking the sport and shellacking the event, and John Bow writes something like, well, I can't disagree with you, then surely we've, we've, we've got an issue. But, you know, as we always say, Nims, you're not going to listen to us. Um, I don't know if they're going to listen to anyone, but as I say, more questions and answers for me as we head towards our biggest race of the year at, at the Bathurst 1000. Well, let us know what you think. 0433-98-1116 is our number. Keep your text messages coming in. If you'd like to. Um, uh, a couple of texts coming through from Tommy in Hobart. Mal is on for the full show. It's a good run while it lasted, boys. Get the dump button ready, Nims. <laughs> be good for five at least. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, one from Bad Graham. Couldn't find Nimsy. Walked past Johnson Garage a couple of times, but no one was home. Uh, young Jet was floating around. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of uh, lot of traffic going on there. I managed to bump into Steve once the entire weekend because he was on. Oh tired. wow. He was on um, Toyota 86 duties. He was. Uh, which is always fun seeing him in the in the college shirt and all done up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's almost like, wait, hey, you look like Stephen Johnson. But... Wait till you see him in his Porsche uniform. He actually looks pretty flash when he was just, <laughs> when he used to do drive through Johnson for Porsche. Uh, um, they had, yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it with Stevie J when he gets off the plane, but boy, Jet had a, uh, had a torrid weekend as well. Holy it, moly. It, w- it was a tough one for the young bloke. And uh, I did manage to chat to him directly after a quality session. And uh, yeah. Jet's normally a very up and about sort of guy, but uh, mm. uh, you know, when you have a bad day at the track, yep. how you feel after, yeah, he, he, yep. he looked a little bit like that, but just, just to get to some of these texts, Greg and Toowoomba. For a Ford fan, it's so disheartening to see they've just struggled for pace and knowing the only way for a win is if something happens to the GM cars. It's not sport, and from someone born and bred in Bathurst and who has followed the Australian Touring Car Championship, the last 50 years, I'm looking around now for a fair sports entertainment to follow. Seems they're not the only one as well. That's from Greg in Toowoomba. Uh, Uncle Roland said the parody was perfect. Nothing to see here. Uh, says number ending at 800. Add your name if you're a first-time uh, texter in as well, because we'd love to hear from you, give you credit. Um, oh, okay, that's Costa and Keelor. There it is. Go oh, on hi, you, Costa. Costa. Thanks for jumping back on board. As I said a couple of weeks ago, the two lost wheels over the Sandown 500 proved supercars were lenient and incompetent with the unsafe release penalty for SVG and 888. What a joke. 
Mm. Going hard already. Mm. We're, we're, we're always going to have opinions, boys, aren't we? There's going to be opinions from the Ford camp. There's going to be opinions from the Chev camp. Um, but what we seem to be experiencing at the moment is is obviously more forward. They feel quite disheartened. And, and the thing is, boys, we always say that the stopwatch never lies. Mm-hmm. And so the, this was the final test for mine as to where parity sits between the two cars because we've had sprint races. We've had longer races. This was a really long endurance race with fuel stops and all of that kind of stuff. And the Ford was absolutely nowhere. They can rag a lap together. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that they can put a lap together. But, again, over a race distance, I think it's about three-tenths of a, a lap deficit at the moment. When you put that across 158 laps, which is what I think ultimately we had at the end, that's massive. Now, I've heard people say that, oh, yeah, um, uh, Tanda went out early, but he would have been a threat, and he took out Waters or the the wheel that come off the, the, the Tanda mobile took out Waters, and, and so they would have been a contender too. But I, I just don't subscribe to that theory. Because the stopwatch never lies. Well, it's good. In, it's good in bursts, isn't it? We saw that. We saw some moments of brilliance, and that's probably down to the driver um, pushing their machine a bit harder than potentially yep. they, they they should have in a parity situation. Yep. Oh, look, I remain optimistic towards Bathurst and the Gold Coast because I want it to be good. I'm, mm. I'm not want to sit here and go, "Oh, it's going to be RS." I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. I, I mean, I'm going to Bathurst. I'm I'm going to the Gold Coast, and I really want to have a good event. And if Ford's already talking about, oh, we're not going to do the pace car, we're not going to do the recovery vehicles, we'll, we'll give you a guarantee for another year, but not sure beyond that. I mean, yep. that's a major, major issue. I yep. mean, it's a real problem. And we, we keep rehashing it, but it, it really seems to me that a couple of the drivers have already switched off. They're already in 24 mode. Where am mm-hmm. I going to – where's my seat next year? You look at uh, Van Giers, he, he went pretty hard um, towards the end of the race. I don't know what he's doing in the first half and particularly during um, mm. qualifying. It's just, it's just doing laps. And um, and then it just seems like that some of the teams are just saying, okay, well, we've just got a couple of fairly long test days for, for 24 coming up in uh, the next few months. Yeah. I'll- yeah, and that's not how we want our sport, right? Can you imagine in AFL or, or something like that, one team, just going out, I know Hutchie and Damo have this ongoing stoush about tanking, tanking with Hawthorne and all of that kind of stuff. But can you imagine if any of those teams said, oh, look, we're just going to treat this as a training session, you know, an in-game training session. You'd be you'd be absolutely hung, drawn and quartered. So, yeah, I, look, it, w- it was an event. More, more questions and answers for mine at the moment. And our fans certainly are giving in their opinion on the on the weekend's racing clearly on the on the uh, text line nimsy yeah uh, which is why we need to get to a quick break because they are as i say are coming in thick and fast and i want to touch on something that malwinen pointed out when it comes to svg because you pointed this out too um greg murphy had a little to say about it and we had a couple of people actually jump on our facebook page and ask whether or not we're going to talk about what greg murphy had to say so we'll take a, a quick break yes There's a lot of messages that are coming in, so we'll give those time in the sun. But you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And you can keep in touch with us around the clock on our social media, at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Back with more right after this. X is also a very stupid name still. Not going to get over that. (laughs) It's a Driver's Seat. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. 
Right around Australia here on the driver's seat. Thanks for joining us wherever you're listening on the around the planet. Great to have your company wherever you might be watching around the planet. But uh, get amongst it. 0433-981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, we are going to be chatting to Stevie J in uh, just a bit. After 9 o'clock, we'll get in touch with him. Stevie Johnson having a couple of little adult beverages, enjoying the atmosphere. He certainly was. Um, but uh, 0433-981116 is the number if you want to get in touch with us or at Driver's Seat Show on our various forms of social media like... On a Facebook. If you would like to get in touch because... I I can tell you right now, it is just on like Donkey Kong on the text line. It is on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires all over the place. Where do I start, Matty? <laughs> you, you can start at the top, mate. I'm not going to read these out because you, you're the better. You're the you're 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 better at the English stuff than I am. So why don't you read them out? Because I mean, as you say, we've already dumped our run sheet. We're one segment in because the amount of text we've got coming in, uh, we're not going to fit into a normal text segment. Mm. So let's get straight to it. Uh, hi, guys. Love the show. Never miss the podcast. I heard J-Dub on a motorsport podcast this week. I'm guessing that would be the Castrol Motorsport News podcast with Andrew Van Leeuwen and Stefan Bartholomeus. They do some great work there. Um, I was also on Speed Cafe with, uh, with uh, folks as well. Oh, oh. Yes. I, I've, I've been sleeping well, so I didn't really have a need to listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, I heard JW on a motorsport podcast this week, Reparity, say, we need to forget about it and talk of doing error updates for the next round. Is outrageous. This encapsulates everything what is wrong with the sport at the moment. The head of the homologation team, who's also a driver, publicly pushing for no changes, stating that Supercars has a plan. Reparity suggests he's nothing more than a political mouthpiece for him and is frankly insulting. When it's not J-Dub, it's good old MS treating viewers like idiots by falsely talking up the closeness of the two marks. Um, the tone of the interview in the podcast was a complete love-in, which is in contrast to how other teams are treated in pit lane. I could go on. Meanwhile, Mustang supporters have to choke down to a 22 to 1 win ratio. Nothing meaningful has been done to address it. Either it's incompetence of the highest order or it's world-class, world-class payback for 2019. For the first time in multiple decades, I won't care too much if I miss Bathurst, and this is something I never thought I'd say in my lifetime. Wow. Not to worry, though, because Shane Howard said they're engaging more of the 25 to 35-year-olds, so all is good. Thanks again. Brad from Sydney. <laughs> uh, and, that's, and that's my point, and you are not wrong. I couldn't believe J-Dub came out with that one. Um, here's another one, too, uh, from Mark and Merrigum. Evening, gents. I must be insane. What's the definition of insanity? It's watching supercars and expecting a different result. Uh, Bad Graham's chimed in with, don't get me started about food. While a bit distracted, I ordered a silver and a Coke. 28 effing dollars. Lucky I didn't get a Nuggets. 28 bucks for a Coke and a Suva. I got charged $16 for two coffees in the airport and $190 for two nights parking. (laughs) God, that is a dead set G up. It is it? COVID tax it in a big way. Turn it up. Uh, we've got. Uh, oh, geez, Louise. Look, where do I go with these? Where do I go with these sex? Uh, well, da, 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 do da. you want me to go at the top there, uh, Nimsy? I'll say, hey guys, had a great weekend at the five hundred. Doesn't help when the Fords keep taking each other out. All in a good weekend. Otherwise, made better by meeting the great man Nimsy. <laughs> on you, Carlos. Carl in Bayswater. Good on you, Carlos. You're legend. Look, th- there is no doubt the the errant wheel coming off the tandem mobile and into the waters mobile. I mean, that was just such bad luck. You wouldn't read about it, right? Mm-hmm. Timing so, so bad. And yes, it did take out waters who would you would have thought would have been a competitive 
uh, at one of the competitors at the top. But as I keep saying, we're meant to be running 161 laps. And I can tell you absolutely right now, unless a nuclear bomb had gone off at the front and taken out half of the Chev field, um, a Ford was never going to win the 500. Uh, here we go. Seems odd that Tander showed up until, to no fault of his own, uh, left the season campaigners in his dust. Is that saying something? That's from Tony in Wonga Wallen. Oh, he was at, good. He's I still got it. on that. You've got Tander, you've got um, J-Dub, um, Lowndes. I mean, those guys have still got it. And I mean, still going. At the oh, front yeah. of the field. So, yep. I, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, that was still very good. Uh, one from Lockie D from Ipswich. We had Lockie before? I don't think we have, Lockie. Welcome to the family. Welcome aboard, Lockie. And apologies mm. if you have texted him before. Um, our memories aren't really the best. Do, <laughs> do love Ipswich too. Uh, good mate of mine sells a bit of real estate out at Ipswich, Jason McNamara's. Beautiful character homes mm. in Ipswich. If you're looking for a character home, go and speak to Jason McNamara. So you want to sell the waterfront properties up there? Uh, you only get waterfront properties properties about every five to ten years up there, and it's usually right up to your front door. <laughs> um, so Lockie D says, Evening, gents. This year has really tested my patience with the sport. As a 24-year-old who grew up watching the sport get to this point, got to wonder, will there ever be an improvement, or do I consider jumping from the sinking ship? Um, don't jump. Uh, no, don't jump. Hang in there. I, I think we can – I think we can – Mal, I'll be interested in your thoughts. Oh, I think we can write off 24. Obviously, we're simply not going to get what we want as fans. We all want to get. I think that the talk is that uh, they're going to send a couple of cars over and actually finally do some wind tunnel testing and see if we can get some parity. But I think we just write 24 off. I mean, Well, lighter it's, doors it's on the Mustang is not going to do too much really in terms of parity. It's a token gesture. No, that's right, and and a little bit of aero on the front and all of that kind of stuff um, that they're talking about, even though the, apparently the parity trigger hasn't been, or the parity review hasn't been triggered, don't know how, but it hasn't. Um, so, look, I, I just think we can write 24 off and we'll see who's gonna, which Chev team's going to win at the end, whether it be Kostecki, and I think that's what we're going to have to focus on, whether it's Kostecki or Brock or Kostecki or SVG, although the way SVG was over the weekend, not entirely sure. Um, although he's got a sniff now, he might be back. Mm. Oh, geez, I hope so, because it wasn't a good look from um, our mate look, Shane. We, we look at all these comments and we hear it in the media, we hear podcasts, we hear it during commentary. A lot of people are saying the same thing, that it's it's absolutely no good at the moment. And I think I think either you or Steve said a week or two ago, why don't supercars just come out and go, hey, guys, we messed it up. Let's just get to the end of the season and then we'll try and work with us and let's all get together and let's let's – Remember what we had. Let's try and get back there mm-hmm. instead of this stuff that's coming out. And it even came out again, as you just said, with various people, sometimes with an agenda because of the team that they're with going, oh, you know, it's really good. Now it's closer than we thought. And the parody's there. Clearly it's not. Everyone just comes out with the bull tish all the time. It doesn't actually do anything for the sport. No. And it just goes, oh, my God, you know, we are not stupid people. And I think there's a couple of uh, text messages saying, what are they taking us for? A bunch of idiots. Because people are not. They know what entertainment is. And now, when I was younger, you had no choice. We had three channel channels, seven, nine, and, and channel O back then. Mm. And um, there was nothing even on the ABC. So you watched, you watched um, the, 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 the motor racing. Mm. Now you can look at all the interstate stuff, all the international stuff. We've got Formula One back on the rise. Mm. There was only a couple of years ago that, that was seriously on the nose. You've got one, one half-decent TV, um, Netflix show, and we're back. So there's a yep. lot, lot of learnings, I think, for supercars, and maybe the management needs to change. I yeah, I, I think the first step to the first step to getting help 
for being an alcoholic is the recognition that you're an alcoholic. And the first step to getting some kind of action going with the show that's being placed in front of us right now from Supercars is, is acknowledging that the show's not great. Mm. And that's uh, listening to some of the rhetoric and the uh, commentary over the weekend was just genuinely laughable, I think. But Sorry. anyway, I'm going down that negative track again. So uh, it's not going to be me, boys. Nimsy, I'm going to leave you to read the text messages and then you can everyone else can make the decision as to whether they're negative or not. I'm going to go down the lightning round path because we do have plenty to get through here on the show today. Uh, 0433981116 if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, supercars don't understand the fans. Why schedule a race to finish so late? Regardless of the crash in the previous race, it was always going to be too tight for time if there were more safety cars. 6pm race finish, then the after race celebration is far too late for no reason. Not all fans live 15 minutes from the track and have early start jobs to get to. Look at your fan base, Supercars. That's from Mark in Merrigum. Uh, one from a number ending in 770. I was fortunate enough to have a few different vantage points around the track over the weekend. Sunday, I was expecting a better race. Didn't care who won, but by the 75% race distance, I just wanted the race to end. Um, one from Pete and Cranbourn. G'day, Pete. Hey, Pete. Would have been How an easy legend? trek for you to get up to Sandown, bud. Yeah. Um, good to be with you again. Hurt as a Ford fan to see the Mustang so far. I'd gun get again. But a great atmosphere with great weather at Sandown all the same. And glad James Matheson didn't roll in that Super 2 incident as well. Uh, oh, yeah, that, w- that would have been bad. Hmm. Um, another one too. Also, can we, can we take credit for... Um, Car number 19 finishing the best of the Fords because we did have Matt Payne on the week before. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I think we have to yeah. take credit for that, don't we? Sorry. I mean, you know, we, we've got to give credit where credit's due and, I'm, and I think we're due. <laughs> <laughs> um, one positive from the weekend was that there was far few DNFs than I expected. We'll still be interesting to see how the brake changes go at Bathurst. No one was brave enough to do it at Sandown. That's a number ending in 476. Uh, mm-hmm. Costa has chimed in. With Water's damaged wing didn't slow him down that much from what I could see on the live timing. Just shows how useless the wing is. Thank you, Costa. Greggy, uh, no, Ben says, hey, fellas, what races are on free-to-air? I thought all the Enduros were. For some nope. reason, Sandown wasn't, Benny, even though it was last year. Uh, I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but I'm sure decision-makers did. Um, thankfully, Noons and Matt Nolte did a tremendous job on SEN's coverage, just quickly say that. I had a good bit of feedback there. Um, one from Kimbo in Bayswater. Was looking hey, out Kimbo. For, was looking out for Nimsy at Sandown, but never saw you. But I'd love to say good day. Likewise, Kimbo. Um, weather was fantastic. Don't remember the last time we had shorts and T-shirt weather there. Great vibe and friendly atmosphere. And they opened some female toilets in the grandstand this year too. Don't get oh, me started nice. on that with previous years. <laughs> on you, Kimbo. Nice. I'm surprised you didn't see Nimsy rolling around. He, he's... Uh... You may not have missed. You may have missed him because he's lost so much weight now that he's running to everywhere. <laughs> Has your Pintara broken down or something? You are doing so much running, but he's rolling around in the. Uh, he was very inconspicuous in his driver's seat T-shirt. Hey, I did notice. I, <laughs> first off, I had to represent the brand, and secondly, yes. that was only on the Saturday. Um, I was I was alternating between collared shirt and but anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I need to get one of those, Malcolm, as as you are the purveyor of all things. The driver's seat merchandise. I need to get one of those. I've got one for you. Come and get it. And an SEN hoodie. I need one of those too. (laughs) You've got those. Jeez Louise. Hey, where's Sutton Forest? New South Wales. Okay. Hmm. It's a funny text message. There is a very funny text message from an old gentleman. (laughs) We'll put it that way. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, we can't read that out. Uh, Back with more on the driver's seat uh, straight after this. But keep your messages coming through. We'll finally get to what Greg Murphy had to say. 
because if you haven't heard it, you want to hear it. By 10. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's coming up next on the driver's seat. 0433 98 11 16. Come on, get your messages coming through. Just because you're throwing out my rundown doesn't mean that I want you to stop. Keep your messages coming through, as Frank and Fakatani would say. Keep your text messages coming in. We'll be back with more of the driver's seat right after this. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. A uh, quick couple of uh, answers to some questions. Benny texted in before saying, hey, fellas, what races are on free-to-air? I thought all the Enduros were. Um, the the free-to-air coverage of the supercars rounds for this season, uh, um, Newcastle, Darwin, Townsville, Bathurst, Gold Coast and the Adelaide 500. But um, good news for you, Benny. If you've got a radio, which clearly you do, um, you can listen to all of the coverage free on SEN. Doesn't help you, though, if you want to watch it. But, um, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, Another one one here on the uh, the texts. I'll quickly run through these. Uh, The last person who messaged about brake change is wrong. Payne and Estra did a brake change during the race. That's from Shane. So, Maddie and Wogger, there was one brake change. Uh, Roth has texted in. Roth, first time, first time, long time? Welcome to the family. Yeah. Uh, I attended Sandown on the weekend and agree with all comments made tonight. It was a snow fest. In addition, only three coffee vans and limited food stalls with huge lines. Wow. Very disappointing from a spectator point of view. The Super 2 Series, much more entertaining, even with all the safety cars. Um, one from da, 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 Roger in Ballarat. Hello, Roger. Hey, Rog. Hi, guys. Love this sport, but I'm out. Bathurst with the mates, and then I'm out. Shocking management has run the category into the ground. Wake up and listen to your fans. That's from Rog. Um, here is one from number ending in 770. Have they texted in what who they are? Yeah, number ending in 770. I'll add your name to the end if you could next time, please, just so I can give you your proper... Oh, Bad Graham. That's Bad Graham. Uh, oh, g'day, Bad. Graham says, uh, watched a bit of the weekend's coverage since Monday. Greg Murphy looked like he'd eaten a lemon. Most of the shots I've seen. The team was talking post-podium to the winners, and Murph was in the background looking like he wished it was him. Um, <laughs> and Greg in Toowoomba also texted him with Van Gies and Stanaway up for the Kimi Raikkonen Award for the most boring, emotionless post-race interview. They're paid great money to do something we all dream of doing. If you can't be happy and appreciative, then go away. Now yeah, that's a good little a good look. that's a good little segue. Um, geez, these these texts. Okay, I'm going to take a break. Although I will read this one. Um, hey guys, love the show. Definitely think it's time Fox makes changes to the commentary team. Time to rest Scaife and Crompo and give the coverage a new voice. Paul in Wangaratta. Who do you reckon, Paul? Who should replace them? If if you were going to do that, if Fox were going to do that. Um, should they bring back an old person from previous coverages? Or what would be your thoughts on who would replace them? I'd be really interested in that. And did you have a chance to listen to Matt Nolte and Noons on our coverage, Paul? Um, let us know, 0433 98 11 16. But let's quickly talk about Murph because we've been wanting to do that for the past 40 minutes. <laughs> well, at least I have. Um, so Greg Murphy, in case you missed it, he has given a bit of a spray to um, Shane Van Gisbergen for an apparent lack of enthusiasm uh, as his supercast tenure draws to a close. Now, I don't want to paraphrase Murph because I don't want to put words to his mouth. So I thought, let's just actually hear what Murph had to say about SVG. 
It's bizarre, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to actually understand it personally. Um, uh, he's, he's not focused. He's, you know, he's given up. Uh, on on this championship, if you ask me, the way I look at it, and and that's really sad for for me and, and all the fans and everybody who who enjoy watching him do his trade at such a high level. You know, he's had some incredible things happen this year, and he's got an announcement that he should be super excited about. Um, but you'd think his his life was coming to an end at the moment, just the, the body language and the way he's going about it. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't even look like he wants to be in this car. His performance yesterday in qualifying was was awful, absolutely awful. That's, you know, any Ed, no, I'm sorry, there was no excuse because the, the other car's right up the front there. You know, they should have put Richie in the car, if you ask me, and, and let him do the job because it, it would have it would have looked better. Hmm. Malcolm? Didn't miss anyone there, did he? <laughs> no. No, and it's interesting because a lot of people have likened that to um, the SCAFE spray of Newcastle to SVG. Completely different things. SVG simply had an opinion about the new cars and got howled down by the senior management. What SVG has now is is within his control. We all have control within ourselves about how we interact with our peers and how we appear to our fans. Even if sometimes we're hating things, you you just got to put on a on a happy face and smile. And and um, I I reckon. You know, SVG's a mate of ours and we've had him on the show and he's always a great chat when he talks to us. But I, I tell you what, Malcolm, it'd be a little bit like if you – so put it this way. If you had spoken about me in that manner publicly, I would feel so bad. I would feel like uh, like a child. I would feel like I've been, um, uh, you know, chastened by someone who – I have great respect for, and I know that SVG has massive respect for Greg Murphy. So I, Greg wasn't having a crack to be mean and wasn't cracking the whip. He just does not understand, and I don't think many of us do, why that attitude right now is being at the front and centre of, of everything. We didn't see SVG all weekend from an interview point of view or media point of view until the until the 32nd um, third place podium interview, and you, it was you can hear sad. It, you can hear it in Merth's voice. It was almost um, disappointment and, and frustration. Oh, what's going on? More than having a crack, and I think possibly maybe he shouldn't have gone quite that hard, and maybe had a chat to Ben Giz personally because obviously they are are good mates, or mm. maybe were. They were, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, I think we, we've we've been on air sort of you know forty five minutes, and you know the, the theme is is we're very clear on what the theme is, and you look at what. SVG did in the US and, and the excitement that you could see it in his eyes. He had, you know, his, t- he had, his tail was up and his eyes were twinkling and, yeah. and yep. he was really engaged with the, um, with the press conferences. And that, that really surprised me because you think of how he's gone the last two years yep. with the press conferences here. It's like, yes, yes. Uh, you know, so um, uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they just, I think they just got to get to the end of the year and just hope for the ship hasn't sunk. Unfortunately, that's what it feels like. I mean, fortunately, it's free to air for the next three rounds, so mm-hmm. it's a solid run home to actually get some interest back in it. Let's hope that we have a really, really close race. Um, you know, we'll probably need a bit of biff and a, a few smashes where hopefully no one gets hurt. But these are the things that people are, are really looking for. And as I said before, it's not too um, dissimilar to where we were with um, F1 a couple of years ago where it was just a procession and the only good thing was if someone had a crash and... And, um, you know, that's not the way we really should be looking towards sport. No, no, 100%. And it, I, I think it probably would have hurt 
uh, if because uh, like Greg Murphy amongst New Zealand uh, or Kiwi drivers, he's he's the god amongst them. Like yeah, he's, he's supposed royalty. to be, he's the yeah. one that you know he's their Brock. Uh, if if I'm not being too disrespectful to sort of oh, say he's, that, he's allowed. I mean, he's he's in the pantheon. He's yeah. he's right up there with Brock and Lowndes. Um, and yes, Scaife and, yeah. and Moffat and Johnson and all those guys. And, and that's what I mean. It, I think I, I don't, yeah, I, it was, it was, uh, I think you said it, you said it very succinctly there where Murphy, it was just disappointment mm. and sheer almost disbelief that have a crack about the car. That's one thing. Being being so down in the dumps when everything is so exciting, and we've got to remember, fact: supercars has been the vehicle to the level that SVG has reached. Um, he has a he he does pay he does have a lot to owe to supercars for allowing him to get to this position. He's been paid a lot of money, um, and yeah, I I hope we see a different Shane Van Gisbergen. I hope you know he sits down and has a quiet. Look to look in the mirror and says, I, "I think I should do better." We could always, all all of us could always do better. And I think, honestly, knowing the man, if he looks back on this weekend, he might think, "Yeah, I can do better than that." The sad thing is, we know, like personally from his appearances yeah. on our show, just how much of a good yeah. dude he can be and Absolutely. how much fun. He that, is a good dude. That, he just had a really off weekend. Yeah, and look, we'll we'll get to your messages because they <laughs> are absolutely coming in through Peter at Munta Bay. <laughs> Yeah, Peter in Munta Bay has, sent, just weird. has just sent a message saying, sorry to say that I'd rather watch Matty cutting his toenails naked than the V8s at the moment. Oh, surely dear. It's, surely it's not that bad, Pete. Well, I've got to tell you, Pete, if you'd walked into my bathroom at about 7 o'clock this morning, you might have actually copped a bit of that action. Oh, thank you. We don't need that juicy <laughs> imagery. Thank you, Matthew. You're Lucky not an attractive Pete. man. Lucky Pete. But, uh, <laughs> ugh. All right. right. Let's, let's, let's take it. You, you want to hope you haven't had your toast, by then. <laughs> hey, Matty. <laughs> You yes. need to calm down. <laughs> so we've got to keep Crompo in the yes. commentary. Let's change change yep. tact here. How about yep. we get back Mike Raymond and Evan Green? Well, Mike, Ray, Mike <laughs> Raymond would be a fair trick. Uh, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what the invoice for Mike would be, but seeing as they went on the whole long holiday north, that's going to be expensive. I don't know, I don't know what old Evan's doing either. I think he might be uh, long gone as well. But I, I do love some of the um, I love some of the feedback coming in as to who should replace. Yeah. Um, Scaife and Crompton. Well, once you know, we get back this show back on track, Nimsy, yeah, I'm sure you'll read them out. No Look, chance. We will get we'll get to that in just a moment. But we'll take a quick pause for the cause. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this, and your messages as well. Uh, we do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> Just reading some of these messages that people have been sending in on our various ways of getting in touch. Um, you can, of course, get us round the clock on our socials. At Driver's Seat Show is where to find us. On the Facebook. Um, but, of course, you can also get in touch with us while we're live. 0433981116 is the number if you would like to get in touch. Uh, we do have to hit our top of hour because there's a couple of stations joining us. I think our friends at ECNZ will jump on board quite oh, shortly, which is gee, always good. They had a shaky start to the day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they really did. Anyone that is streaming nice. on the driver's seat app, uh, hopefully you're doing all good. But uh, quickly before we do that, 
A quick national drag racing update because the National Drag Racing Championship, 11 rounds across 2023. Now, last weekend, more than 160 sportsmen races from all over the country headed to Mildura's Sunset Strip and they battled it out for Christmas tree trophies and valuable NDRC Western Conference points across September 16th and 17th. Now, the Western Conference points chase heads to the dragway at the bend for the Spring Nationals on October 21st and 22nd. Saw some photos of the uh, the Ben's new dragway on uh, Fast Delhi. isn't it? Looks yeah, very, very good. Um, and the Eastern Conference will fire up at uh, Ben Araby Dragway on October the 7th. As you can see, Matty, I have After put... three weeks, mate, well done. <laughs> ben Araby, congratulations. Well, That's finally great work. done it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you want more details... Uh, even how you can enter as well, you can visit nationaldragracing.com.au. The cutoff date is Monday, October 2nd, so you do have time. And the National Drag Racing Championship, head to nationaldragracing.com.au to find out more. Entries and tickets are on sale now. We've got so much of the show to get through and not a lot of time left in the show to do it. So <laughs> we've got the Classic Cars Corner. We'll catch up with Stevie J in just a moment and we will get to all of your messages too. We're juggling a lot of plates here. Is it juggling plates or spinning plates? Spinning plates. It's spinning. Spinning. You um, juggle chainsaws and you spin a plate. Well, I'm not spinning any chainsaws, I can you tell spin, you that. You spin some stuff, Matt. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll take a quick break. Back with more on the driver's seat straight after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It is great to have your company here on the driver's seat uh, around Australia. Lots of feedback coming through on our various channels to get in touch with us. And you can do that as well. Text in 0433981116 at driver's seat shows where you can find us on the socials like Instagram, X and... On the Facebook. Little, uh, little <laughs> stutter there. Um, but uh, I'll quickly rip through this bunch of text because then I want to open the doors to the classic cars corner because that is why we get the big Malconio in here. Uh, 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch with us. But uh, we, we, we actually mentioned a bit before. Paul in Wangaratta mentioned how he would like to see you know, a bit of a change up when it comes to the commentary. And we've mm. had a fair bit of feedback about that one. So I'll quickly run through it. Uh, one from our good mate in Toowoomba. Dummy! Thanking you. More entertaining <laughs> listening to SEN coverage than actually watching it anyway. That is from Tommy in Toowoomba. And he says, P.S. Hi to Jason on the Bruce, a mate of mine who always listens to the podcast. Thank you, Jace. Jace, you bloody legend. Jason. Be careful on the Bruce there, mate. The Bruce is not the best road that we have here in Queensland. Mm. Just you just you just be focused on that road, Jace. Make sure you get home to your family and friends. Yeah. Um Vince in Munda has texted in. Now we're talking about actual parity changes for Bathurst. I'm all for adjustments and would say Kamara looks like the advantage, but you can't change it on Bathurst, Eve. Waters and Chaz will be on the pace. Hopefully you reckon? hopefully Vince? they won't be onto the pace into each other. Um I I've got to tell you, Vince, I love your I love your uh enthusiasm and I and I love your uh, supporting the boys, but I mean, boy, oh boy, of all of the teams, WAU had an absolute Barry Crocker on the weekend. You just couldn't find any of their cars. And Waters, well, 
one lap pace. Vince, you're right. I just don't know whether he'll be able to put it together for 161 laps around Bathurst. Uh, we're going through some of the uh, we're going through some of the commentary choices that we want. Um, Adzi from Gigi here over in the Great West. First time live. Just wanted to say love the show and just caught up on the back catalogue. Keep it up. Also, Adzi, as Maddie says to any first time texter. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Welcome to the family, my man. He also says also um, gold mine over in that neck of the woods. Oh, really? In a gold mine? I believe so. Isn't Gigi just you know, a big hole? <laughs> do you know one of my favourite shows, and mm. Mrs. Mack hates it, is Gold Rush on uh, one of the services. Pay you services. are such a bogan, Matthew. I know. <laughs> I love it, though. And it, I, I, it's, the same, it's the same show every week. Someone blows up about something. One machinery blows up about – blows up. They have to get that fixed. They can't get enough. This guy – I don't know what it is, but I love Gold Rush. So, Adzi, I hope you're doing well over there in your gold mine, brother. Adzi also uh, suggested that uh, I'd say Murphy is Kiwi Lounge and reckon Richo would be their Brock. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, accurate. I, yep. I, I, no, I love yeah, that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a goodie. That's a goodie. Yeah, how good was Richo? Um, one from Costa. Uh, we're talking about commentary changes. I'd keep Scaife in commentary, but put DJ in with him. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Need a dump button then. <laughs> Do you know who I'd have back in commentary? Who's that? Like if you could, I would have, I'd keep Crompton because I think Crompton's a pro. I'd have Matt White. Matt White's work on Trans Am this year on the uh, Speed Series has been absolutely outstanding. I'd, I love the way Matty White goes about his comms. I'd keep Larco uh, and I would have Tanda as well. Mm. Those two those two boys have been are outstanding, as we know. I think Tanda's the commentator we never knew we needed. Um, and then in supports, keep keep Knuckles Nolte, Richie Crail, that sort of stuff. I just struggle, I think, with having someone who's part of the ownership group of supercars in commentary as well. I think it sets a massive conflict of interest and... Um, I'd like some original thought, uh, which we currently don't have from both of the guys there, just nope. one of them currently. Nope. Number ending in uh, 564 has said, someone current and relevant like Tanda, recent main game driver, and bring on the dude. It's in Paul Morris, I'm assuming. I uh, don't know about the dude. Yeah. And uh, don't, in a commentary point of view, maybe for support categories, but I'm not sure for the main game. Look at this Tommy in Hobart. He is fully just absolutely lined up, an all-star commentary lineup. Richard Crail and Matt Nolte in the box with James Courtney for the driver's analyst role would be ideal. Throw in Larco and Jack Perkins in pit lane and Jess, Murph and GT at the desk, and I reckon you've struck gold. That is a pretty all-star lineup. Well thought out. pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's that's pretty good, Tommy. I'm, I'm not sure yet about James Courtney. Love Jacko. Geez, he drove well on the weekend, and, uh... Uh, yeah, I, Jack's Jack's a bit of a pro because he's also so technically minded. Obviously, uh, Pete and Cranbin says I'd keep Crompo and replace Scape with Mark Osler. Worked well in the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, I'm not sure what Mark's doing. I, the last time I spoke to Mark was about ten years ago, so I'm not entirely sure what he's doing at the moment. Uh, but uh, he was, yeah, he was good. He was good. One from Jace in Encounter Bay. That one is, hey boys, loving the show as always. Couldn't agree more with you, Reid, the direction the super taxis are heading. Very disappointing. Fingers crossed Bathurst can be an exciting race to rev the fans up because if Bathurst can't, nothing will. Uh, as far as commentary, Scaife's got to go. Crumpo can still be good. He just needs fresh co-hosts and some excitement. You can't go past Matt White for enthusiasm yes. and excitement from back in the day. Also, Kralzy does a cracking job. That's from Jason in Counter Bay. Jace, welcome to the family. I don't think we've had you before either. Mm-hmm. And you're spot on, mate. Kralzy's a pro. Yeah. 
Clailsy is a dead separate and can call anything. He would bring excitement to two cockroaches running up a wall. Mm. I'll I'll tell you something else about Bathurst too. Now, we're on Channel 7. They have got a fantastic vault of old stuff. Mm. And in the old days, the 7 a.m. start for Bathurst Mm. and you get out and they'd be running the old... Alan Moffat, one, two, and, and, and Brock mm-hmm. coming over the top with his arm out the window and DJ smacking into a tree. All of that stuff is absolute, you know, gold. And, and we get a bit of that to maybe tie that back into what we're doing today and just get that feel going, get the blood moving, get us going. You know, so someone says on the uh, on the text there, three, triple five, rest in peace, Brocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the legends that were there then aren't here now. We, we need a new generation of guys like that. To know where you've co- to know where you're going, you've got to know where you've come from. I reckon. I believe that's oh. Adzi there with the uh, with the rest in peace, Brocky. On you, Adzi. Mate, yes. Make sure you tune in every week. We like we like having you on board. We yeah, like yeah. having everyone. When you're but... not when you're not counting your gold, Adzi. <laughs> when you're not you know on the scales, <laughs> counting up how many grams you've had this week and what that equates to in dollars. Mm. Have a listen. Um, quick quick fire ones before you take our break and open the doors to the classic cars corner. Uh, have to agree about Tanda. He's been doing a bloody good job. Definitely Matty White. Miss him on the com box. That's from Andy yep. and Karam. And one from Craig and Reservoir. Gold Rush and Aussie Gold Hunters. Top shows. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. 100%. Mrs. Mac's not. Mrs. Mac just goes, oh, my God, it's the same show every week. Well, next time you're out there that way, Craig and Reservoir knows that like, you, you guys can hang out and yeah. have, have a frothy I'll come around to your joint, Craig. <laughs> Hope you've got a big uh, enough TV. Yeah, yeah. And couch. Uh, <laughs> and fridge. And fridge. I was gonna say, make sure the snacks are make sure the snacks are up, son. All right, we're if gonna I'm coming to your join in reservoir. I want some good snack action. <laughs> we're gonna open the doors to the classic cars corner in just a moment here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Don't go anywhere. Back with more straight after this. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. A couple of quick messages from you before we open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. You can get in touch with us around the clock on our social media. At Driver's Seat Show is where to find us. This is the Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Tommy in Hobart says, James Courtney's limited stints on supports commentary, he shows some actual interest whenever someone makes a big move or has true. a moment. Yeah, not true. I think Lansing can be pretty repetitive. Well, it's one of those things. That's from Tommy in Hobart. Uh, Norman Kalgoorlie says, Evening, fellas. Do you reckon they'll bring in suspension rules to even up the field? Uh, Norm, they run a control suspension as it is. They run an Australian made and designed Super Shock, rebranded as a Petters Shock. So I don't know what more you want them to do there, but they are exactly the same uh, suspension as it sits now. You can make them a bit softer, limited adjustments. You can make them softer, you can make them hard. But, yeah, I'm not sure what else we could uh, implement there. We were talking about commentators and who our dream lineups would be. Peter and Munter is Crumpo, Scaife and Ingle on special commentators, on special comments. Uh, that's from Pete. Uh, and Dean has said the best commentator was the late Murray Walker with... Go, go, go! 
<laughs> and also Oz in St. Albans. St. Albans has texted in. Uh, lads, are we going to talk Formula One? Max is 10 in a row. Win streak being broken hasn't been mentioned at all. We will get to that in just a tick, Oz. Going to chat about that, Oz. Yeah, so don't, don't go anywhere. We will get to that in a moment. Right after we open the doors to this. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Now, Mal, we're going to be doing a bit of renovations to the Classic Cars Corner. Mm, it's about time. We've uh, we've kept it uh, up and running <laughs> for seven years, so don't worry, Mal. Don't, for anyone out there that's like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing to the? Don't worry, Mal's not going anywhere. Jesus, no, no, no. calm no, down. I don't know. No. <laughs> I had a bit of chat with Manny during the week, and basically we think, well, Classic Cars, no one wants to hear about it. They want to hear about more of the stuff on the road and the fun stuff. So we might. We might just have a bit of a, a rebrand. Do a pivot. Hmm. Well, I want your hate list, Malcolm. <laughs> well, everyone, <laughs> everyone does. <laughs> yeah. You do yeah, one yeah. thing one time, but no, it seems to be working. So, And I've got plenty plenty of uh, topics to cover for, in that area as well. Mm. Yes. Well, and I've I've sent the uh, SEN in-house lawyers out to a nice steak dinner tonight, so they're not listening. So go your heart or <laughs> All right. Dear automakers, your cars are shit. <laughs> today's today's econo box cars are solace capsules that are as inspiring as a raw oyster smoothie black white oh. silver and if you go totally wild gray and they're all auto soundproof no exhaust note plastic hubcap dog boxes that drive <laughs> with as much finesse as your mum's simpson washer but quieter hardly worth washing them just get yourself another one <laughs> Even if you could afford a sports luxury car, guess what? They're still auto, quiet, hybrid, and now they drive themselves. Lane assist, auto lights, rain sensing wipers, heated seats, dynamic braking, battery regenerating, fuel efficient, electric, everything but excitement, nothing. Okay, I can see that the road, road toll's a bit less now with these cars, which is a good thing. <laughs> so, automakers... Please make your cars better that have some pizzazz. We can have safety, comfort, and style. These are not mutually exclusive features. Thank you from the driver's seat team. (laughs) (laughs) And a big cheerio to our good friends at uh, Kia and Toyota. And Langham Ford. And Langham Ford, of course. (laughs) All those we, we We joke about the best security device in a car is a manual gearbox as not many people under 30 can drive one. <laughs> if, I, if I told my dad I was getting an automatic license, I would have been disowned and then had my sexuality questioned by my mates. It's, and, you know, you know, mate, it's not even the quaff generation's fault, really. Whose parents had a manual car to even learn on in those days anyway? Yeah. When I, when I was young, there was usually the family station wagon, and that was an auto, and the second car was usually a smaller, well-used manual. In my family, it was a VW Beetle, then a Ford Anglia 105E, a Toyota Corolla, and strangely for a family with four kids, an MG Midget. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was an EA Falcon wagon in white. That was the family car, and a Datsun 200B. Oh, yeah, perfect. That's exactly what we had. Mint. Yep. And uh, I have to say, just for the record, my son is 25, and he does have a manual license. And my philosophy with that was you start in an auto to learn the basics and understand the road, move to a manual to understand the car, car control, and being sympathetic on how it all works. But it doesn't appear to matter now. The key selling features now, climate control, entertainment systems, comfort seats, heated steering wheels, GPS cup holders, and a nice compartment for your person, your lipstick dispenser. We've all gone a bit soft. So everyone, and this this sort of covers where we were last, a couple of weeks ago, everyone who can't drive or park buys a massive SUV. Traders have gone from Ford and Holden to commercial vehicles. 
and the best-selling cars are made in Korea, Thailand and China instead of Australia and Europe. MG is owned by the Chinese, Range Rover and Jaguar are owned in India, Fords are made in Thailand and JDM cars are the rage of the under-30s. And I don't know about you, Matty, um, about your son, but um, Honda NSX has replaced Ferrari as the teenage pinup car and no one knows yes. who Magnum PI is, PI oh. is anymore. Yes, a 308 GDB Ferrari. Exactly Tragedy. right. Tragedy. Uh, my son drives a uh, he drives a Camry that has done about 200,000 Ks. He's had it serviced twice in its lifetime. The oil is like clay glue, and the thing <laughs> still runs beautifully. <laughs> is it beige? Uh, no, it's white. Oh, nice. it's, it's had more hits than Elvis. There's not a straight <laughs> panel on the thing. But uh, he loves it. Oh, Carl the Camry. Carl the Camry. <laughs> so um, we still have the Temple of Stuttgart in Germany, but even mm. there the brand ownership's a bit like musical chairs. Does Porsche own Volkswagen this week, or is it still the other way around? Lambos <laughs> are built out of the Audi parts bin. And have Mercedes really stopped making the C63 V8 for an innocuous hybrid electric-powered car? Sure, they're fast, but where's that cold startup roar and that birdle at idle just begging you to give it some slipper? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think I think Benz have still got V eight turbos, have they not? Or have they gone? Well no, they're going. They're not gonna make any more apparently. Oh. They're still making one now, but it's on the it's on the uh, on the nose, so, I think. No wonder I can't be an instructor there anymore. No. <laughs> and and what was wrong with the Australian manufacturing industry anyway? Sure, the unions had extorted a twenty hour, eighty dollar an hour work week with overtime at half Time and a half, RDOs fortnightly, industrial action if the canteen didn't have grain-fed beef or gluten-free options. <laughs> but other than that, I can't believe the political BS that says we aren't competitive on the world stage. But I digress. Mm-hmm. So where are we going with cars now? Nowhere fun with the next generation will be in the back seat and just hit the home button, the car will drive itself. <laughs> At least we'll be able to get on the turps again. <laughs> will a driver's licence even be a thing of the past? It's an interesting question, isn't it? So, thank God for classic car enthusiasts and so many car shows where people go coffee in hand to pay respects to the brands past, present and emerging as they hit 25 years and into the pages and our hearts of classic car folklore. Well, not all of them. Many of the ones ending in A are excluded. Lada, Camira, Astra, Pintara and Magna, oh, to name Pintara. a few. Oh, <laughs> Pintara. Oh, come on. <laughs> that four-cylinder beast of mine. <laughs> so we have beautiful cars from the bygone era, many, many brilliantly restored and even better, the original survivors that remind us of our youth. I was in Sydney on the weekend and went to the all-British car day, and I noticed the owners of these cars were, on average, on the high side of 70. So I wonder mm. what the car shows will look like in 20 years from now. I suspect the all-British day will become the all-Japanese day, but that's also a pretty good thing. They've got some pretty nice cars. So there's a lot of colour, a strong smattering around the Jaguar and Mini stand of British Racing Green, a host of red MGs, beautiful two-tone blue and silver Austin Healy's and the refined navy and burgundy combination of the Rolls, Bentley, Armstrong, Siddeley's and even a few strangely fetching muted browns on Jensen Interceptors and one very nice orange um, Atlantic. They all look very spiffy. So what a lovely day. I hope they do an all-European day, an Aussie muscle day, and yes, even a JDM day. So on the way home, we can drift the skyline round the roundabout just down the road from Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> Any weekend with a car show is a good thing in my book. Absolutely. There you go. Imagine what, imagine what a Tesla, an all-Tesla day is going to be like. An all-electric day, Mate. yeah. It's broken. It's yeah. broken. 
<laughs> what a joy that would be. Now, we've got a couple of texts that have come in, Mel. Uh, this one's from our mate Greg uh, in Upper Coomera. My old man being a used car dealer, my first car was a 1,300-litre MK1 Escort. Mum had a 144 shitbox Volvo, and the old man had a bloody auto Pintara wagon. What, oh. what a... Eclectic mix. That is an eclectic mix. <laughs> yeah. A couple of them are worth some money now, not the Volvo. Number ending in, not even the Pintara, I would have thought. <laughs> uh, Tommy in Toowoomba's texted, love you, Malcolm, but modern drivers need all these safety features as they simply can't drive. Driving yes. standards are appalling nowadays. Yes, just see my Tommy last would know. trilogy on the road. of, uh, mm. trilogy of um, what, what happens on the road in the last few weeks. It's just craziness. Yeah, go back and listen to that one, that little, the unexpected trilogy, eh, Mel? The one that yeah, it just kept getting it growing. <laughs> uh, number ending in 636, my mum had an HXLE, dad had a 450 SEL. Hmm. Oh, nice. That's a nice car. That'd yeah, 450 SEL is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Bad, not bad at all. Yeah, LXs aren't too bad either. They'd be worth a bit of money now. Yeah, yeah. I had a, uh, my, uh, my family, we inherited my grandfather's LC Tirana in like forest green with a black interior and manual. Nice. Magic. Yeah. Didn't, unfortunately we should have kept it, but we didn't. Yeah. Everyone's got that one. What's Everyone, your yep. <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. Anyway. Well, there you go, Malcolm. Um, yes. I don't think I could agree more with mm. you. I think we have lost a lot of personality in our cars and, uh, we, again, as I said just a little bit earlier, to know where we're going, we need to remember where we've come from. And I think we've just lost a whole bunch of our uh, our classic design cues and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's I, just very don't sad. Know, I just don't understand why every car on the road, and, and look, you go to, I go to the airport a lot, and you just walk down, every car is white, black, silver, grey, beige. Yeah, it looks just, like a bubble. There's no colour. There's no colour in there. The no, only no one, blue Porsches with a beige interior. No, no. I look forward to seeing one of those. Um, <laughs> but there's also you know, that Mazda Red. Look, that's the closest thing to candy apple red I've ever seen. You see a few of those around, but the rest are just BS, I reckon. Now, Costa, yeah. Costa has basically summed it up for the evening. My 27-year-old daughter and 25-year-old son both have manual licenses and manual cars. Well done, Costa. They started learning in my five-speed Toyota high-ace van, and when they mastered the clutch... I put them in my 2005 B, uh, BA GT six-speed manual. Yeah, really boy. does teach them how to drive, <laughs> not just point and score. <laughs> Some serious rollbacks going on in that too, I'd imagine. <laughs> That's well, a cracker. One from Bad Graham. All Tesla day, line up your sewing machines. <laughs> oh, I know. It'll be quiet. It'll be very quiet. And, and uh, big n- barbecue. Number, number ending in 006, Bluebird Wagon, Mazda Capella Sedan. Oh. oh, the Capella would be worth good bucks now. They were My actually, grandma had a Capella. Those things were not too bad, actually. Yeah, no, they were good. My my nan had a uh, like a powder blue Capella. Remember the small size station wagons you get? Yeah, yeah. There's a few of yeah, those yeah. around. I don't see those anymore. The Escort re- panel vans and a few. I reckon you've taken some people down uh, memory lane here, mate. Because number ending in trip was that is uh, that's Adzi. Adzi. Yep. Mum had a red EA wagon, and Dad had a handful of Cortinas and a really cool Dado 1000 Ute with four wheel drums that used to hold the road until break and uh, 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 used hold to hold left. left under brakes in the wet. <laughs> how, how good are my eyes? I can't even read that. Time for new glasses. <laughs> Here's another one, which I thought was funny, uh, from Tommy in Hobart. How backwards are we? Speed limits were higher when the everyday cars were Rovers, Morrises, and Datsuns on cross-ply tyres with drum brakes. We'll be yep. driving Dodgems soon. And that's back when the dashes were metal. Those were your crash pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Now, we're going to slide, close the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. That was the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Now, while there will be a slight little bit of Renaults done on the Classic Cars Corner, it still will continue for the rest of 2023, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm a little bit. But I tell you what we are going to talk what about have, What next. have you read, Malcolm? <laughs> say my name, say my name. That same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ending in 207. <laughs> that is, of course, our great mate, Toby McKinnon. Edition. Oh, and I'm joined by Joe. <laughs> I'm joined by. Because I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Roots, but yes. Clint Akinte. <laughs> no. That's what he didn't have. He didn't have that the first time. <laughs> uh, but we will take a quick break because straight after this, we're going to be talking about this. All the wrap-up from Singapore. It is coming up next right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And you know what, Matty? I think we've run out of time to catch up with Steve. So, Steve well, who? Steve who? <laughs> from where? <laughs> Indeed. He's probably happy about that. Yeah. He's probably just cruising home from another few days at Taylor. What's ben. that John Paul Young song, Yesterday's Hero? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Yeah. We love you. All, yeah. all the action from the F1s coming up next here on The Driver's Seat. Oh, it is definitely that time of the night where we get way too comfortable and realise. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, I was just like, that sounds like our opener. Oh, it is our opener, damn it. <laughs> oh, we're back. Uh, welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Um, quick messages that have come through. G'day, guys. First time texting in, but been listening to you since day one. My question for you, is there any more word on a Ford team Grove moving to Chev. Keep up the good work. That's from Roscoe. Roscoe, you're a bloody legend, mate, since day one. Um, you've, you've hung in there with us and really appreciate that. So thanks for texting in. Yes, I can categorically tell you that Grove will not be changing their panels across to Chev. They will be staying with Ford for next year. There you go. Sure, there's a couple of uh, brows at, at supercars that are just like, whew, whew. Oh, I, I just think the Ford teams now to try and do that would be super expensive and with supercars... Uh, all, all but confirming at the end of this year they're going to be sending cars off to wind tunnels in the United States. Um, there's hopefully light at the end of the tunnel for 2024 for uh, for the Mustangs. Uh, quickly to Kimbo and Bayswater has messaged us, I've noticed Supercars promoting the release of a new website and app in a few days. Hope it goes better than their TV graphic update earlier this year. I'm nervous for them. And regarding the commentary team, replacing Scaife and Tanda with Tanda would be great. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. And the um, the uh, graphics had another ripper on the weekend. I think I sent it through on our, <laughs> on our chat, uh, Nimsy. I'm just trying to think, remember what it was. Oh, it that's was right. It was Tony Del Burrito. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a graphic of the number 97, which is the Red Bull Ample racing car. And it was uh, had Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway with photos of Shane Van Gisbergen and Tony Del Burrito mm. in his shell uniform. <laughs> Nice work. Work experienced person. That was a ripper. Looked very good there. Uh, also, mm. Dean has texted in. This one's for you, Mel. Learn to drive in NZ at 16 in manual cars. Hill starts and driving at night was fun. Had a Ford Escort growing up. That's from Dean. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> nice one, Ford Escort. Nice, Dino. Think yeah, you got ripper. the Lotus one, eh? <laughs> now, it is time to talk a bit of Formula One. <laughs> Kyle.
Costa has sent us a message that said the F1 weekend was one of the most entertaining of all times. Max having his hissy fit after qualifying second, after <laughs> qualifying two, and then the race. Carlos backing up everyone, and then for Carlos' final trick, keeping Lando within DRS range to keep him safe from the Mercs. Hilarious. A well-earned win and drive of the day. You know what we haven't heard in quite a while? One of these. Oh, oh Verstappen no, on the inside of Vettel. They no, have touched. Max. That was inevitable. I hit the wall. <laughs> uh, copy, Max. <laughs> I hit the wall with his patience levels. I can tell you that much. He was absolutely raging on the radio to his engineer GP. They just couldn't get the cars right. And you know what? Don't care. I mean, I'm glad because it snapped a uh, a 10 win streak, Malcolm. And no one likes – we get domination periods, but no one likes it. So it was bloody good to see Carlos Sainz get back up the front again. Well, particularly in in a Ferrari as well. I mean, it looked really, really good on on the – on the TV, and I think um, um, some of those some of those changes that are happening um, around the tactics, I think, are actually good because, as we said before, it's just used to be a procession, one behind another, behind another. Your only pass was if you're fortunate to do so during a pit stop or a yeah. safety car, where yep. people have dived in, changed the tyres, whatever, missed, messed it up. So I, I reckon it was good, and, and some yeah. of those tactics, deliberate or not, uh, that, that added a bit of spice to it. You know what? It, well, it's, also- it's a place you can do yeah. it too. Sorry, Nimsy. It, it's a place that you can do it because it's such a tight circuit and where passing is so difficult. You can roll someone back to the field to be able to protect them. Uh, to protect them. And just by on the Formula One thing too, a uh, little bit of breaking news out of the UK. Oscar Piastri has further extended his deal with McLaren until the end of uh, 26. So I think he was signed for 23-24 and he's now just signed on an extension to the end of 26. So that's exciting for the fans of the papaya. He did pretty well too, uh, getting some yeah. points as well. He's come really, really, uh, like you can sort of see why. I know that when he sort of, because the narrative was he's ousted Danny Rick from a seat. We've just yep. knifed another Aussie uh, to yep. get where he is. But it's Formula One. Like, no one's there to be friends. Yeah, it's not It's not a nice place to be. And, and I think we're seeing that right now with the, the rush around Alpha Tauri with Liam Lawson, who's doing a fantastic job for New Zealand, grabbed his first points on the weekend, was quicker um, than Yuki Tsunoda. And Yuki actually fell off the road very early. So a lot of questions about here. We're not entirely sure where Yuki's going to go. We're thinking that it may be Liam Lawson, uh, uh, Danny Ricciardo, and potentially Liam Lawson, although I, I, I really think Yuki's going to hold that spot. I think Liam's going to be stiff there. Um, because I do believe in Williams as well. They've re-signed Logan Sargent and uh, Alex Albon again. Um, the, the, look, the drive for the weekend for me was, again, Oscar. He unfortunately got caught out in the third sector of, or in the first sector of qualifying when uh, they had the massive accident uh, with Lance Stroll. Jeez, that was a big accident. Oh, man, he would have been in trouble a bunch of years ago. So uh, he got caught out there. And so from last, basically, up to seventh on a circuit that's bloody hard to pass, Oscar had a cracker, had an absolute cracker. Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, he'd be feeling stiff, I reckon. Um, he was on there. But Ferrari, amazingly, gave preference to Carlos Sainz in their uh, in their pit strategy, keeping him in the front and, unfortunately, throwing Charles back into the pack. So I was going to ask and, you, Matty, who's the, who's yeah. the lead driver now? Well, it, it's it's – it's, 
they never say that there's a lead driver, but in Ferrari there always is a lead driver. And for all intensive purposes, up until the last couple of races, it's definitely been Charles Leclerc. But, boy, Carlos is Carlos is making it difficult in the boardrooms as to who they're going to put their preference behind. So, uh, I, yeah, I love it when Carlos gets up and has a run. He's got good personality and pretty happy about all that sort of stuff. And Maxi Verstappen, I mean, pretty solid drive, um, up to fifth, got some points, extended his lead in the championship, obviously. He's a lay-down as there. He's going to walk away with that one. Um, but, but yeah, stories up and down the field, a um, uh, couple of accidents, change in the circuit, and typically Formula One is pretty boring, but within a couple of laps of the end there to have Sainz, Lando Norris, Hamilton chasing George Russell, Georgie hitting the wall, Verstappen in on the close, Piastri firing up, Liam Lawson getting his first points. It was a ball tear of a race and all shown at a decent time of night too. So I'm going to ask you then, come mm. Japan, do you reckon that it goes back to the status quo of Red Bull dominating? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so I, this is, I, I this think is the, so. This is the exception to the rule. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that, that car's been absolutely dominant all year in the hands of Verstappen. So, yes, I, I, I think there is no reason that they should. They were very vocal, Nimsy, right from the start that they didn't think that, that uh, Singapore was going to be their race, and they, and they called it. They were absolutely right. So Clearly they need parity. driver parody at this stage look you know this is this is the thing you either have a series like supercars where you have two manufacturers and really the cars are exactly the same cars and then you have parody and then we can't get any passing and we can't do this and we can't do that and it's a bit of a tish fight with formula one you've got you know what 20 odd cars you've got about 10 well you've got 10 different manufacturers in there all have to build to a certain level of aerodynamics and also engine uh, outputs but how you how you put that jigsaw puzzle together is up to you and uh, this year so far Red Bull has been far and away the uh, the leaders in that field so Matty, but, do you think um, do you think Lewis will be back for next year yep he is yeah he's signed up so he's on again for next year I think maybe even the next two years um, so yeah we'll have to wait and see on that one Um uh, do you reckon? A, yep. Go on. We, we, we've talked about this during the outbreaks, but Danny Rick, like right now, it was just a poorly timed, well, um, a poorly timed time to get an, uh, an injury. An injury, like yeah. Because he'd, he'd be looking at you know Liam Lawson's results right now and just thinking, oh, it could have been nice, could have been really nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it probably. Um, is filling him with further confidence. And when he gets back, then on the right day, that car can actually be a good thing in the right hands. Um, you know, the, the probably the biggest thing right now is that Liam is showing himself to be absolutely ready for a Formula 1 seat when it's available. And so that anyone that is on the edge, and probably the one that's on the edge the most at the moment is Sergio Perez. Everyone keeps saying that he's signed for 24, but then just occasionally you just get someone coming out going, oh, it could happen prior, could happen prior. So who gets that seat against Verstappen? Is it, does Sergio, if he goes, uh, does Danny get it? Does Liam Lawson get it? Do you put Yuki Tsunoda up there and you plug Lawson into Alpha Tauri? There's lots to play out there. But, yeah, great Grand Prix. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Japan is exactly the same, I think, this weekend coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a ripper. The only thing you didn't want to be in Singapore in first practice and second practice was a water dragon because I think uh, – 
couple of those ran across the road, and I think uh, Maxi Verstappen might have run straight through the middle of one because there was a there was a long pan camera shot, and there was half a water dragon sitting in the middle of the circuit. <laughs> Not nice there. Not <laughs> no good. <laughs> uh, one on the text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Hi boys, Chris here. Chris, first time, long time. Good on you, Chris. First time for the night. Welcome to the family. Um, Hopefully McLaren can give Oscar a good car for the next few years. Let's hope this isn't another McLaren-esque contract blunder. Oh, Chris, I hope so too. And But the signs are good, aren't they? Like Lando finished second um, on the weekend. And as I say, back of the grid for Oscar to come up to seventh. That car, since it's had two updates this year, has come good. You know, it's, it's genuinely in the mix now. Um, for second, third, fourth, and fifth amongst the Mercedes and the Ferraris. Because at the end of the day, Max is still dominant. Red Bull's still dominant. They just had a, an anomaly over the weekend. But man alive, uh, you know, we've all been surprised, Chrissy, because we said at the start of the year, oh, boy, why would you jump out of the Alpine and into the McLaren? The thing's a basket case. Well, if you look at the McLaren, uh, the McLaren versus the Alpine now, the Alpine is a complete shitbox, and the uh, the McLaren is firing up the up the ladder. So it looks like that move from Mark Webber to place Oscar there was the right thing to do in the end. It's, it's a shame that they went through all of that BS to sort of like, do you remember, like they went, just the Oscar putting oh, it was awful. Oscar putting out that statement on Twitter out of his mm. own bat, like, no, 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 mm. I have not signed. I have not. Well, they've done the graphics. They've done everything. It's <laughs> yeah. officially on the F1 socials and stuff like that. Like, if you were from yeah. an admin point of view, you'd be thinking, what is going on? What's well, happening? Well, Malcolm, Malcolm, imagine if you'd seen that in the halls of, uh, of, of Kubota that someone was just, you know, Kubota was out there saying that they had hired someone or whatever, and then that someone turned around and said, no, no, no. I mean, that's corporately, that's a shocker. Oh, it is a shocker. But, you know, contracts mean nothing these days. We see that in every form of motor racing and sport. So three years, 10 years, I mean, who'd, who'd ever sign a 10-year deal in a, in a motor racing team? No one, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was the uh, last one to do that was Dave Reynolds. Dave Reynolds, Decade, Reynolds, decade yeah. Dave, and that which was lasted like two years. Three teams ago, no, wasn't no, it? It lasted one year. Was it one year, was it? Yeah, he only mm. got through one year, and then he was yeah. off to, uh, as Malcolm said, three teams ago, because <laughs> yeah. now he's next year it's going to... Uh, Team 18. Team 18. Team 18, yeah. Jeez, didn't they have a good weekend? Oh. <laughs> they had an absolute shocker. Like, seriously. Put a wrong tyre on. I tell uh, you. Uh, like, just, just that was... What's that sound effect that we've got for the Chuklotto? Um this is that, the that's Benny what it Hill was theme like. You need. The Benny Hill theme. That's what it was like at Team 18 on the weekend. An absolute barrier. Oh, he's coming in for a pit stop. Which tyres do we put on? Oh, God. <laughs> Shocker. Did you hear a wheel fell off an Erebus car on the Monday ride day? Uh, apparently, though, that was hmm. that was not a. Um, that was like no, it a, wasn't. That wasn't a design thing. That no, was a, no, no. The Tanda no, no. thing. That's a design. That was thing. a Tanda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but, a good you know, look. Wheels coming off cars. Not a great look. No, no, especially not on ride days. But, hey, look. No. It is what it is. Uh, we're going to take our final break and be back with more of the driver's seat to wrap it all up because we do want to talk about one big niggling rumour regarding a big head honcho when it comes to uh, team land. I'll, mm. give you, I'll give you a hint of who it is. It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. Hmm. Get your thoughts on that one in just a moment. It's a driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand.
It is great to have your company and thanks for joining us on The Driver's Seat. It has been a massive, massive evening. Uh, wouldn't you say one of our, uh, how do I put it, vocal audiences for the evening? Um, yes, yes. And people love controversy and people love to have their say on the state of play. And, um, you know, whilst I'm trying not to be negative, it's it's clear sentiments from our audience, which is a really nice selection of really who's watching this sport, to give us their thoughts. And um, it's not been fabulous. Uh, Paul in Brisbane has quickly chimed in before we head off. Hey, boys, after watching Sandown, I give the Mustang zero chance for podium. Besides parity issues, the Ford teams have no luck either. Anyway, hope I'm wrong. Cheers from Paul in Brisbane. And last but not least, from Julian, who I believe is new. Hey, Julian. Welcome to the family. Welcome, mate. Um, uh, didn't I hear that Lando might be looking at Mercedes? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or certainly Mercedes is looking at Lando. They've got to work out what's going to happen next after uh, after the Hamilton finishes up. He's re-signed until the end of 25. Does, so, what about George Russell? What's his contract status like? Uh, I think George Russell's just extended to, at the same time as well uh, to the end of 25. So that leaves, that leaves Mercedes at the end of 25 with options to fill two drivers now. Should Hamo decide that he wants to hang up the helmet, um, Lando coming out of contract of McLaren, all terror. Mm. Should be pretty interesting to see what happens. But uh, we have run out of time, fascinatingly enough, here on the driver's seat. But Mel, <laughs> thank you once again for joining us. As you can Good tell, on, Mel. It's my pleasure. It has been a mad one. Apologies to Stevie J. We, hopefully he wasn't waiting by the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to the replay either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to get a phone call tomorrow, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you right now, we've had a lot of fun this week on the driver's seat. We'll be back to do it again. And, of course, oh, we didn't have time for Scaifey. Tell you what, I'm just about over this shit. <laughs> well, Matt's got to ring him and tell him he's off the telecast. <laughs> we'll see you next week.